tuning in to the online broadcast network, AfterBuzz TV. Over 20 million weekly downloads in over 150 countries and your number one source for after-show entertainment. TV, the destination for TV superfans, producing aftershows for over 300 of your favorite TV shows, interviewing celebrities and showrunners, and bringing you behind-the-scenes exclusives. All thanks to E! Entertainment's Maria Menounos, producer Kevin Undergaro, and internet leader Akamai. Now, let the buzz begin! <coughs> hey, everybody! Welcome to the Legend of Korra after show, and there's the music. I was waiting for it. Yeah, it's building. It was it. It comes in. It's setting a great tone, yes. for, especially for this episode. But speaking of setting tones, let's set the tone right. With joining me this week is Mr. Tori J. Miller. Hey, hey. And back from her sabbatical, traveling the world, I believe her last stop was in, was it Tibet? Or I, it was like Malaysia. It was it Malaysia? Malaysia. Is that a city in no, Kansas? Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. Hey guys, Liz Rishmaui. Good to be back. And people, as of course, I'm John Quick, and we got one heck of an episode to unpack for you as more mechs, just all of the mechs. Yes. I was I was actually watching this episode um, er, uh, earlier today, and. Um, a friend of mine was just like, hey, I thought that this show was like a fantasy show. I'm like, yeah? He goes, why are there giant robots? <laughs> um, because, in, well, in real life, we do have giant robots, so it doesn't make sense to ask, why is this such a realistic show? I thought it was fantasy. Well, so You have to keep in mind, they are run on ma- magic. Like, yeah, magic well, no, runs like, them. And well, metal also, bending. Yeah, yeah, I was about yeah. to say metal bending. <laughs> Which is magic. <laughs> no one even said it's very scientific, you guys. Well, it is It is kind of awesome that now you can have giant robots in something and you're not breaking the narrative law of double magic. I right. am, oh, so many stories I can now write and never get published. <laughs> the dream is alive, ladies and gentlemen. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yep. So, so here we are, Legend of Korra, episode 11, Kuvira's Gambit, and... Opening up this episode, we see Kuvira, like the true dictator she is, addressing her troops, getting them pumped up for the now big invasion of the United Republic. Dun, dun, dun! (laughs) Um, Yeah, all right, yeah, come on, board guy, you're totally totally missing that. We had a bum, bum, bum. (laughs) He's like, I don't care. He's like, I don't care. Gonna leave us hanging? All right, fine, all right. Um, if if you weren't on the Kuvira's Hitler train before this speech, you gotta. <laughs> I feel like you gotta get on now because come on. Yeah, yeah. This this one te- definitely wasn't. We were talking about like the the our whole World War Two analogy. This is oh my god. This is crossing the Rhine. Yeah. Wow. It's there. It's all there. It really is. And I mean, I thought it really nailed it home last week when they were actually like, so what can we make this super weapon look like? Hey, there's a Nazi super weapon that looks like it. All right, fine. Yeah. I don't um, know. I keep on thinking of, like, neon... Uh, Genesis? Like, yeah, Evangelion. That, Evangelion. Well, like, yeah. th- this week, yes. And actually, I was... T- Trying to think, but that's 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 going on later in the episode. But did you guys notice? Like, I, I was just looking over like Kuvira's speech when she talks about we're reclaiming the land that was stolen from us by Avatar Aang and Fire Lord Zuko, completely omitting the fact that um, the old Earth King was totally in agreement on that. Right. Yeah. 
I um, I don't know. Like I just. And, and 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 I don't want to like divulge. I mean, we're, we're, this is a recap show. We can jump around a little bit, right? Yeah. Like, I just go ahead. What are you yeah, saying? Go for it. I I just really like how you know we're building up this character, and each episode she's just getting more and more like you are a crazy, you know, sociopathic, very emotionless, like not nice person. And then <laughs> you're a meanie. You're a meanie head, and it's just like great adjective. Yeah, I like it, uh, and uh, I just like how. I, I thought this was going to be the episode. Like, I called it to myself while watching it. Like, especially giving, like, the very cold, heartless kind of speech in the beginning. Very Hitlerish and whatever. And then I was like, you know what? I feel like she's going to betray... Uh, what's his name? Batar Jr. Yeah, Batar Jr. I feel like this is going to be the episode where she shows that she really doesn't care about anything except this, like, world domination thing for the Earth Kingdom for and, herself. And especially since they had, like, such a tender moment. Like, after she did her great speech, they do the whole hug, and we're after this is done, we're going to get married and mm-hmm. yeah, have, he's like... he's mentioning it, not her. That's the entire reason why I was like, nah, she's not into you, dude. She's not into you. <laughs> well, we were talking about last week saying that if any time villains have these tender <laughs> moments... It means one of them is going to die or something terrible is going to happen. Yeah. No, I can see that. I mean, but you know, it's pretty bad when you have less emotions and feelings than the guy who let go of all emotion so he could fly. You know what I mean? But, like, he at least was in love with someone for real, and, like, this chick is just, like... Well, she's in love with power. She's in love with, you know, the the ambition that she has. So Don't defend her. I'm not defending her. I'm just saying that that's what... That's who this character is. Like, he he being uh, Zaheer had... uh, He had... An, an ambition, but it was more about freedom and living and being able to experience the world, you know? Yeah. Which is what love is. Yeah, and she's way. like in the total opposite, I guess, because he wanted free of any power and now he, she just wants to dominate. It's very interesting to me, though, how. I mean, do we think that she really wants to stop at Republic City? Like, it just she just oh, seems no, to be the type she's... of person who would like really like it's basically the fire, the Hundred Year War all over again, except with the Earth Kingdom. She's yeah. Sozin reborn in so many ways. Yeah. I mean, although I think Sozin had a lot more, Sozin had a lot more to him in so many ways. Kuvira. Yeah, has, they had friends. Yeah, <laughs> you went all psycho. Kuvira has an, an obsession with perfection that, like makes her both exceptionally human and completely inhuman. Yeah. I don't I, I can't even like get a firm grasp of who she is. Like with most <laughs> of the other um villains that we've had in this series, like you could firmly grasp like, you know, what their end goal what their real end goal is. Like I don't even know like Kuvira's just doing it Kind of because there's this strange alien drive. I kind of want to know, did like I do you guys have like a like we know that she was like a lackey for like you know taken under Sue's wing, but like I really want to know what the heck is up with her background. Like, does she have family? Is there a reason for this? Like, I wonder if we're gonna get into that at all. uh, Interesting fan theory, and I don't think this is the case, but it'd be awesome if it was. Some people are speculating that she's actually kind of an illegitimate daughter of Azula. Dude, hmm. I don't think that's the case. No, do not because she do, wouldn't be. Uh, well, I mean, unless Azula hooked up with an Earthbender, but I don't think. Uh, I mean, they are pretty choice. Have you seen? Have you seen Mako and Bolin? That's true. Airbender fair or no? Earthbenders. Earthbenders. Yeah, hot that's stuff. Who that. <laughs> 
Which, you know, okay, total fan theory, but I, yeah. I, I saw, I forget which message board I saw it on, but I saw it's, it and I read it, and it was kind of fascinating. Don't think it's the case at all, but yeah. she is, she's a little bit, she's less um, mega maniacal as um, Azula. Azula was definitely the cackling madman. Yeah, and Azula was always trying to strive for her father's uh, favoritism and stuff like that, too. So, and this one is just, she's just kind of like out there on her own. But no, when you think about it, though, it would have to be like Azula's granddaughter. Because... Yeah. yeah. Yeah, like, it just doesn't make any sense. I mean, she's not that much older. She's nowhere near the age of... Um, Tenzin or anybody like that. So, you know, she'd have to at least be the granddaughter, if anything. Or, you know, unless Azula, like, gave birth when she was, like, 50. I don't know. (laughs) Maybe. Might have taken her a while. No. To find someone. You, I'm gonna, when, I mean, after that this she podcast, didn't murder. I'm going to sit you down and teach you the ways of women's <laughs> eggs drying out at um, a certain age. So. I'm just going to. I'm just going to veto that one. For just, just, <laughs> Thank you. No, just for the sake of, I, it would make the world too small. So, yeah. yeah. Boom, vast. I didn't. Think, I didn't think it was actually the case, but I thought, ooh, this is an no, entertaining idea. It's good that you brought it on the show because I so love. So we can just. I love it. theories. <laughs> exactly. No, I, Done. Thanks for bringing your crackpot theories. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my god, you almost knocked over your cup. Almost. That was good. Water bending. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway. Finally got the guy in the booth to laugh. That's good. (laughs) Awesome. Reaction. Anyway, Uh, so. I made him laugh. Anyway. Good job. (laughs) Thank you. So, moving past this, we're back in Republic City, and the. Basically, having a meeting with Raiko, going over, it's like, okay, what's the status of everything? And as we can tell, since the evacuation is supposed to be voluntary, uh, they got 18 families out so far. I love this scene. <laughs> and I think, you know what, and it just, it's like a nice little foreshadowing of like, wow, you're not completely useless, Prince Wu. You know, like this whole thing, like, I was scared. I, and I love that, I didn't know how to go to the bathroom by myself. But now it's changing. And it's just like, but he gets this whole thing, and Mako's just like two robot and we have this nice little like again my favorite thing about the series in total are having those moments in severe serious dire situations to have that comedic relief yeah (laughs) and it's never pushed or never forced and we finally get everybody to realize oh hey we need to get out of here but calm and peacefully and and we'll get you to safety so i liked Uh, it it was good uh jumping back a little bit like (laughs) I I was confused as to why they would do voluntary evacuation when they know that Kuvir is an imminent threat. Which mm-hmm. I mean, as the meeting goes on, we find out how imminent it is. Yeah, Bolin bursts in again. To which Riker responds, "Why do you keep doing this? How do you keep doing this? Where is my security?" So it's great. a lava bender. You can do whatever he wants. Okay. I guess I guess so. But then that's again we get Bolin bursting in. Introducing Julie and being this like Julie can tell you everything. Basically, okay, Kuvira has the super weapon, and she's going to be here in two weeks. So ticking time clock. All right, or time bomb, time, time clock, ticking time clock. They, well, I take, they tend to tick. I, I don't know. Not all of them. I mean, that. they could be digital. It's true. You have <laughs> it's to. True. You have to write a program to make them tick at that point. It's true. It's true. And put a speaker on them. <laughs> I love. Can I just say, love, 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 love that Julie finally got to just like. Talk back and just be like, "No, I am your equal, and you're going to respect my authority." And like, just puts him in his place. Yeah, let's jump to. Mm-hmm. Well, let's let's jump to Varric. So Varric is in his fa- in the factory, inspiring his workers as they're making these. I guess they're like the dragon hummingbird <coughs> flyers. Yeah, 
which which I thought were going to be you know the the definite you know tide turner and all of this is they were going to have the air, but. Man, is that just not happening yeah. anymore? <laughs> well, that's what I liked about that this whole thing. Uh, not to jump forward, but like we, it was like we were talking about earlier, where the original canon that it's based off of, its downfall was airplanes, like flying machines. And the I'm sure that the writers were like, people who are history nerds are totally going to pick up on this left turn, bees. <laughs> yep. <laughs> with the bees. Yes, with the bees. As we, which, as we all know, have a hard time making left turns. Indeed. Right turns, for whatever reason, are totally fine with their Zoolander in that respect. Yes. But left turns. Beat me to it. Uh, but yeah, I just, I love that whole scene where she just gets to put him in his place. I honestly thought, you know, every single time, I think there's going to be a moment where they're going to have some sort of relationship development, and then he just, Varric just ruins it. Yeah. He just ruins it well, every he, time. he ruins it with his Varricness. Like, after she well, gets yeah, into it. that's his... why it's good. As long as he doesn't ruin it with anything other than Varricness, then, you know, but I, I just... I think he's just really oblivious. Yeah. Like, um, and, because I did spend that whole scene going, kiss! Um, <laughs> it never happened, because... I'm so glad you're okay. Or just, like, just one moment, even after he does all the cockiness and his, his, his Varicness, I just want to turn around, like, but I'm glad you're okay, and I'm, I'm glad, you know, you didn't turn against or whatever. Like, I just, I wanted something. I'm thinking we might get it near the end of the actual season. I, I, I don't think we will, because that's, I don't think that's, that's Varric. I think the closest that's that we'll get very, is very, I can't do yeah. it. There's, there's nothing there. You almost had it. It was almost there. I was trying to make a. Word. I'll give you half a point for okay, it. Okay, it was point five. I yeah, something like that. Hey, you're ahead of the rest of us. <laughs> <laughs> this points mean nothing. Just like in whose line is it, anyways? There we go. All right, excellent. But I just. Well, the great ender of it all of it was Bolin, who was just like stumbled his way through every single relationship, including the one with Opal, actually face palms to Varric's obliviousness. Yes. So this is that's that just tells me that he's just he's beyond anything. I think the closest that we're going to get is Varric um letting Julie tell him to do the thing or giving Julie her own project. Yeah. Yes. And that's but you know what? We don't have to make every single freaking relationship romantic in this series, which is perfectly fine with me because it would just be too cliche. So I just think it would be humorous. And I think in a way, even if it was romantic, I'm like, that is their romantic relationship. That yeah, nothing that is. would be said that like, that is the relationship. And just teaching him to be like just slightly less mis- misogynistic. <laughs> well, that's about it. But it's yeah. really not that he's even had anything to do with miso- misogyny. It's just the Varric show. So yeah. just because it's him. He's yeah. so self-absorbed. He's basically yeah, a black hole. It would really yeah. not matter if he was a girl or a guy. <laughs> but speaking of totally missing everything, so Mako tries to, to go out on all lines and let everybody know what the evacuation plan is. read every single note and word of this book. <laughs> I love it. It's like, I'm giving very clear instructions. How can anybody be confused? It's like, it's not so much that they're confused. You just went on site. It's like, okay, everybody, you're all about to die, and you're going to lose all of your stuff. Now, very quickly. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, he doesn't give them a moment to absorb it. He's just like, and apocalypse. All right, so this is what we're doing with it. <laughs> yeah, I... uh like I said, I like how Prince Wu picked up, and it was like a really good funny moment and serious moment. It's like, wow, maybe there is some hope for him, and he's just all happy. And yeah. I, I still don't want him to be king after all this is done. I'm well, really no. hoping that something I else happens. I highly doubt, no, but I'm sure he's going to have advisors, but in time, 
In time, he I mean, could yeah, be. He's showing potential. Like, every episode, he grows a little bit more. Yeah. Um, and this show that he can kind of look beyond himself at this point. Yeah. Because before, he was just like, I'm Prince Wu. Do everything I say. Flock to me. I'm going to kick you out of this um, ornament ornamental throne so I can sit down with my fake crown in a buffet bar. Yeah. Yeah, basically. Um, but yeah, I thought that was a really good scene, like having him step up and again showing more growth and more what is more of a minor character. And um, yeah, and then like going to the action, because we're already like, I can't believe we're already halfway through. But um, you know, them finding out that, uh-oh, we don't have two weeks. We only have one week because yeah. they get sent off. And can I just say the whole thing about, uh, yes. what's his name, farting? Uh, Milo. 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 You can't. Your farts, your air farts are just so loud. Like, I can be quiet! <laughs> so great. We have fart jokes on this uh, on this show, guys. This is a recap show. The, the highlight of our show, fart yep. jokes. It's really all downhill from here. I suggest <laughs> everybody tune out and just be like, you know, that was it. They got the fart joke out. Now we're done. But on the fart joke, <laughs> yeah, I think it's also, I think it would be a pretty good uh, way to go into iTunes on a fart joke. John. That's right, ladies and gentlemen. We're on <laughs> iTunes. <laughs> Please go five star. Give us a give us a comment. Let us know how we're doing. And trust me, we do read these comments. We don't always have time to respond, but we do read them. We do appreciate them, and our bosses appreciate them. And it allows us, you know, to keep on coming on to keep this. Keep on coming keep on. on. Keep coming <laughs> on. I was gonna say coming on. The air, which we're not really on the air, we're on the internet, so I guess on the wires. Yeah, if you're using Wi-Fi, we're on the air. How that's about yeah. that? That's, hey. that's technically true. <laughs> and not to mention, not just this show, but so 80 hours of content every single week, you guys. Like, And you can find all of us on other shows, which we'll get into later. Yes. But, I mean, this is like, and, and you don't have to pay anything. So just go online and rate five stars. iTunes is the website. You can even watch us streaming live on the website if you're not going to wait till YouTube the next day. So do it. And then on that, going back to farts, or <laughs> what leads into yes. that after that conversation. So, going, so, le- so, leading it, so leading into farts, giant robots. <laughs> yes. Anyway, that's, uh, I guess, like, that's the 10-year-old me. So, you know, so they think that they have two weeks, and then we see an outpost, we see a, a United Republic outpost just looking on. They, seize, they see Kuvira's army, and everyone's wondering what's going on. Because they because, think they're going by trains, originally. Yeah, yeah because, like, the super weapon was mounted on rails. And then we see just coming around the corner, I I don't know, Gypsy Danger <laughs> just appears. Nice. Can I say, and I had this conversation with a friend earlier today who um, he, he does 3D animation and he said that he was kind of really disappointed with um, the robot. Um, he, well, I mean, I think it, it being, was he disappointed by fun? Does he hate fun? No, it's it not sounds that. like he hates fun. It, no, That's what it, I'm it, the idea of a giant walking mecha robot with this giant arm weapon is great, but it was just. I, I, I've seen the series, I've seen the animation and what they've done with the weapon, with the other robots and stuff so far through the series and how they move things, but I almost feel like it was too. Jaunty? Like, like well, not jaunty. Like, I can't think of the word. I mean, What's the adjective uh, here? <laughs> It was it, it's supposed it's something like this. With like, the, with the, it's too it, like stuttery. Are you talking about jittery? Yeah, I think a little too. I think a little too stiff. But yeah, I, I can the legs, the legs were too skinny for this mm-hmm. big thing on top to be having. I don't know. So I think we're design. just going. 
Yeah, I think it was the design or how it was like jumping around. But okay. I- I- interesting thing, can you guess what the giant robot was made out of? Oh, yes. It was the uh, folding tops of yep. Zalfu. Oh, snap. Yes. Like the very beginning of last episode. Oh, they're like, why snap. did they take the domes down? And that's just like... Oh, my God, like, why didn't I piece that together? I'm just like having a realization. Like, can everybody just give me a moment? Like, speak, talk amongst okay, yourselves. Okay, we will talk amongst yourselves. All right, all right. Um, I, mean, on, I mean, kind of on that note... Um, uh, on that note, like, the, the, the animation this episode was really interesting. Yes. Um, because to me, like, I watch a lot of animation. Do you? Um, I do. do like, you? between Western animation, anime, and all that stuff. And so, like, I, I kind of, a lot of people don't like when this happens, but <laughs> I love it when they have, like, a lot of scenes with, like, stills and, like, moving, uh, layers and things like that. Because for me, that says, we're saving our budget for something amazing. Prepare for it. Okay, I can. I like that. I do. And we're going into the finale, and that's we're definitely going to have that. So Kuvira basically walks up with you know her giant Jaeger. <laughs> I, I do. Oh God. I, I I liked how like when you you saw the United Republic Army standing there and Kuvira's army, and then like Kuvira's giant mega death yeah. robot was standing right there, and it was just like, well, this seems a little lopsided. Yeah. Yeah. And then Kuvira proceeds to show just how lopsided everything is by just destroying, I think, um, General Iroh's two flagships that are currently in the bay. Yeah, well, mm-hmm. that's skipping ahead a little bit now that when they get to the city, um, yeah. they're on the edge of the city. Yeah. Um, but before that, you know, um, they find, and then they're, like, fighting, and I'm surprised at how Agile, this thing can move when, like, you're trying to, like, attack a, an air well, bison. Well, we see Kuvira, like, controlling it. She's got, like, basically like mouse the- roller balls that she's controlling via yeah. metal bending yeah. to aim and fire this thing. Yeah, the, which was pretty cool, but for a second, it took me, I had to go back and rewatch that because I thought there were levers that she was just too lazy to reach over and move, so she was just like, metal bend! But I, I, I rewatched it. I'm like, oh, they're like little metal ball things. Yeah. Which I've always, which I've always wondered, because we've we talked a lot about, like, you know, Star Wars and this. I've always wondered why the Jedi actually ever really like went out and picked things up. Like you have telekinesis, man. Like, do you need to cross a room to get that cup of tea? No, you don't. Snap. That's what. <laughs> but you don't. Because no, you're abusing the force. That's not abusing the force. That's know. using it for its intended purpose. Yeah, well, then again, like Yoda, Yoda, doesn't Yoda float sometimes? I mean, he's well, lazy. Yes. Like, but he's also like 900. Okay, we're getting off topic. Uh, <laughs> yeah, we don't uh, want to get the the woot woot. Yeah, off topic but Steven's thing. not in the booth, so I think this guy's nice. I like him. Sean's the, amazing. I make him laugh. Can we can we give a shout out to our uh, engineer slash producer Sean because he's great. Hey Sean, thank you. Yeah, he doesn't talk. He just likes to press thank buttons. Thank you. And thank make you guys sounds. very oh, wait, much. Can you hear me now? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, though, on the topic of shout outs, so. Kuvira's army marches up, Kuvira fires Death Ray, and Raiko immediately surrenders. Well, with all due, it makes sense, though. I mean, like, gee, can you really? No. Like, that, it makes more sense, at least until they find a backup plan, which they do. And that's when we, we kind of backtracked a little bit, um, you know, the whole farting thing with Milo. And they need to try to kidnap um, Batar Jr. Batar yes. Jr., which they do successfully, which I thought was a really awesome scene. And hey, Tenzin. You looking good with your little skin tight little. Really? <laughs> Not really. I'm just saying. He hasn't been wearing that. He's always wearing his robes. Yeah, so don't get to see him. He in belongs that. in those robes. He does belong in the robes. Never take them off. I I was kind of interested to see if Tenzin actually did adopt like the new wingsuit thing, and I guess like he had, but it was it was hard to see underneath his like his cape. 
Right. Yeah. Talk- well, I mean, it makes sense that, I mean, it's just, it's cool. Again, we're seeing how everything has been developing over time with their technologies for everything, and we're seeing what the airbenders now. It's like, well, you have to kind of be an air ninja right now, so we maybe don't need have time to make everybody a little air staff thing, because it's, it's not going to be as easy to move around for, like, a mission like this. So they do wind up getting him. And I love that whole scene where nobody knows where the hell he is. <laughs> yeah. That was a fantastic. That was a fantastic scene, and also like really, really worrying. Like I, I don't know if they necessarily thought everything through. It's like okay, let's go kidnap this guy, and that won't prompt Kuvira to have a very, very emotional and unstable response. I mean, we <laughs> well, now well after seeing it, we now know what could have happened. But that could have easily been what's like they took my what, and I'm gonna start blowing it. I'm gonna start blowing everything up until. Until you bring him outside. Right. Yeah. Well, no, I didn't think it was that. I mean, like they said, like the only way to get to her, to her is for um, from Atar Jr. And also, I mean, he's got to know about how the machine works or its weaknesses. So he's like a very key factor, even if it isn't to get directly to her to at least figure out like maybe if the machine has a weakness, if he does that, which I... I didn't know how this episode was going to go. Like I said, I had a feeling she was going to do something to screw up his trust with her that would make him go to their side. But, um, right. but you know, like this this whole, now we have the setup for what's going to happen and how everything's going to go down next episode. Yeah, so uh, just to get there, uh, we they get him into a room, essentially the factory where they're making yes. the, the airships. Um uh, Cora tries to interrogate him, but he knows that she's not going to hurt him. Yeah. Um, so she I have glowing eyes. Damn it, it's not working. Yeah. So she <laughs> threatens to uh, take him, or yeah, take him around with her yeah, forever. Yeah, I will make it yeah. so, so that you will never see Kavira again. Yeah. Yes. It wasn't it. The, yeah, they try to they try to threaten him physically. He doesn't respond. His mom tries to talk sense into him. He doesn't, he doesn't respond. respond. But then immediately, Cora's just like, I will. Like, I kind of liked how just like creepy and awesome was. Like, I will make it my life. Mission to just drag you all over the world, keeping you from the one you love. Yeah, yeah. Which is really, I mean, that was the weakness there. I mean, he he doesn't care about his family right now. That's that's his. He eat. Let me rephrase that. He breathes and and his whole world is about. <laughs> There's no way I could say that line. Without yeah, you really, really can't bad. go the the eat, breathe, sleeps, Kuvira, yeah, no, because that's no, no. that's so creepy. Just, yeah. Yes, so I'm going to rephrase <laughs> and redirect and say he loves her. Yes. Yes. and he really creepily just, loves he's her. It's head over heels. I don't think it's even say. creepy. He just he really really loves her, and it, obviously it's it's warping his view on what he wants best for the world. But in his mind too, he also sees the good in it. Like he still can't see. He can't see the Naziness behind it, really. Right. So because he loves her so much, yes. So love is blind. Yeah. So I mean, but then of course we have Kavira, who very cleverly decides to track down off the radio of where he's calling from while he's trying to ask her to please, you know, like I don't want to be without you. Come on, let's just back away. We have the rest of the Earth Kingdom. We don't need Republic City. Let's just get married. And she's all, oh yeah, baby, that sounds so great. Target location <laughs> and like. What the? And I'm Target like, acquired. Yes. <laughs> and I'm just like, so like, oh, he's going to get his heart broken, but also go boom. <laughs> you know, and then that happens. And then we have this dramatic scene where they're just barely getting out. If they got out. If they got out. Dun, dun, dun. It's but, all up to Milo in the finale. <laughs> Milo farts away the fire and it just, <laughs> yeah, saves everybody. The end. So, yeah. What do you guys think is going to happen next week? 
Well, I mean, it's, how do you think it's going to happen? I have no clue how they're going to pull it off, but it's down to Team now, Avatar. You're after Buzz TV predictions. And I think it's down to Team <laughs> Avatar to basically infiltrate this this massive mech and destroy it. But I think that we're going to have a last minute rescue by the spirits. I think all the, I think the spirits are going to come from the wilds to save Republic City, and that's. Yeah, I mean, or uh, somehow, because like I don't see what the point would have been for her to go ask for their help, and they're like, "No, you're getting us involved in human things," and then like, what was the point of that? I mean, but I feel like I don't, I, I don't know if the spirits, like, I want the spirits to be involved somehow, but I'm trying to think of a loophole of how they would come to the conclusion that yes, we should help, even though it's a human war. Like, my whole thing would be how they would link that up. So the whole speech with the spirit saying we don't want to get involved because it's in our place. Well, I mean, there are spirit wilds in Republic City, and also the the wilds are spirit power, or the the mech is spirit yeah, power. Yeah, that's true. Okay, so, so we can say that she's abusing spirit energy and power. Yes. Let's stop her Which for they, the good but of they, But they accused Korra of trying to do the same thing. But I think, like, where the clear separation is, is, like, Korra isn't forcing the spirits to do anything. She exactly. was asking them. But then also at the same time, you live there. That your home, guys. Don't, like, what? Yeah. That you home, guys. <laughs> that you home! Yes! That, that you home! <laughs> That's how angry I am. I can't even add ours to the end of the... (laughs) To the things. Hashtag that you home. (laughs) I I lost my ability to add ours. That's what happens when my anger flares up. I get... I don't get angry. I, I don't get know angry. Why it's so funny. <laughs> nice. You get angry. I get. Uh, 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 fist anyway, bump you across the table for that one. Uh, yep. Air fist bump. <laughs> uh, no, I think. Okay, we're gonna have an amazing. It's because next week's the finale, right? Yes. yes. So, series finale. Sad. God, yes. that it's over. Can't we just have the next incarnation, please? Um, anyway, I think that we're gonna have this really. I mean, is, is it an hour long or is it? It's an hour long. Okay, yes. good, good. So I think we're gonna have maybe a little bit of the spirits coming in. I think we're gonna have uh, Batar Junior trying to. He's broken hearted, but he's gonna do something. I think he's gonna do something stupid and like kind of self sacrificial. Is that the word? Self sacrificial. Yes, I think he's gonna do something like that. Because he's like, I have nothing to live for. Right. Um, I don't know why he sounds like the guy from the world of tomorrow. <laughs> uh, and uh, yeah, I'm just really excited. Like, I don't even want to try to think of what's going to happen because I just want to be on my toes the entire time. Nice. Uh, going along with our World War II theory, I'm going to assume that Kuvira is going to do some kind of Pearl Harbor-y thing in the, to the spirits in the spirit world, something to get them involved. They're going to drop the spirit bomb, uh, and then everything's going to be over. Spirit bump. Sun, sun, Mr. Golden Sun, <laughs> kill my enemies. Yes. Um, it's a DBZ abridged thing. Yes. I, I, I didn't see that. Uh, All right. Um, but, yeah. So there were a I'm lot assuming, of players to that. Yeah, it was really great. <laughs> All of our fans on the internet and the Twitter are going, yes, <laughs> with six E's, eight S's, and 11 exclamation marks. And for nice. whatever reason, everybody is subtracting their R's from every word. Totally. <laughs> At you home! <laughs> well, you people at home, at you home! You should uh, tweet right. us and uh, tell us your thoughts and meet us back here next week for the season finale! Lee. Who are we? Who are we? I'm John Quick. You can find me on Twitter at, at NowQuick. You can find me on Twitter at Tari J. That's T A U R I J A Y. Lizzie Maui. Hey, 
I'm Liz Rishmaui. But yeah, Lizzie Maui is where you can find me on Twitter and Instagram. That's L-I-Z-Z-Y-M-A-W-Y. And I'm really excited because coming up, we've got a bunch, a bunch of shows coming back uh, for the new seasons. Uh, check me out on Helix. I think Dominion's coming back. A um, whole bunch of stuff. Uh, follow me on Twitter, and I will catch you guys up with that. Yeah. All right. Can't wait to see you guys next week for the finale. From executive producers Maria Menunos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other after shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Buzz you later. The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals.